What you're about to listen to is part three of my interviews with Dick and Paul Lule. If you've not yet heard part one and part two, just jump in the app and you can catch yourself up. This is an amazing and amazing man that we're going to be talking to quite often. He's just got such an amazing perspective. Hey, thanks for your support. Make sure you jump over to Spotify and uh, like our music, follow us and all that stuff. And uh, share the app with the world. Sometimes life is hard and unforgiving. You look around for consolation. The more you look, the harder it gets. You feel like giving up on life. But Jesus is love. Friends don't Don't you want to see the sun shine? 
that was Jesus is Love by Paul Lule, who is sitting in the studio with me. And uh, just a really cool song. And one of my favorite uh, lines in that song is, why don't you just try it out and see? Yes. Um, you know, we, uh, we're, we're in a world right now that uh, so many people don't even know and or understand or they just get their, and we talked about that before we came on the air, is, uh, you know, they, they get their back up and they just close down the doors. Yes. Yet, you know, when you look at so often uh, where our lives are individually, uh, and for those that have no faith at all, uh, and then they close down the door, you know, just try it out and see, you know, do some, do some of the research and, you know, um, don't just blindly go, you know, look and take a look and see what can happen when, you know, I always got the boss right by my side and I know that it doesn't make it easy. Yep. That's the key is people that think that having faith will make your life easier. Uh, that's fictitious. Uh, but it sure is nice to have somebody there when you are alone. Yeah, I guess you have to learn to apply that faith. Right. And there's no way you're going to apply it if everything is going right. Well, and so often, though, so on the other side, go- though, so many people that do they'll lose their faith because they really have not had any obstacles, you know, and things like that. And then when things go bad, they'll turn their back because yeah. they'll go, where's God? Well, he, he, he never said it was going to be easy. Easy. He look, never, never said it. Look, look in the Bible, people, uh, the, the great people like David. Right. God promised him to be a king when he was a teenager. But look what he went through. Before he became king and, you know, they, they chased him around. Then he was, God was teaching him to trust God. Well, you know, right over my right shoulder here is how the 12 apostles died, right? Yes. It's, and uh, you know that. You yeah. know the story. I've told it many, many times. And that came as a revelation when God told me, look at how my dudes died. You know, when I was sitting feeling sorry for myself, look at how my dudes died. And I did. And is it, nobody, he didn't say it's going to be easy. But what has made the hard times uh, bearable is knowing he's there and and that there's a reason. There's a reason for everything. It's not like Danny Collins said. It's not, nothing is a mistake. No. But also to learn that even in spite of the fact that you're going through that trial, that valley is holding you up. Right. If only you can look up to him and say, yeah, I'm going through this. And, and, you know and understanding, you know, the big revelation for me over the past, you know, three years, it had been reflecting back on my life to realize everything that I have gone through, good, bad, and indifferent, he was building my resume. Yeah. He was setting me up. Yeah. He was preparing me for those things. Yeah. He was preparing me for that. So to have the mental constitution to get through it is key, you know, so you got your life going just grand and grand and grand. And then all of a sudden you hit a wall and, you know, I've talked to my kids about this many times, you know, sometimes it, yeah, you don't want to be there. You didn't want to hit the damn wall, but I promise you it's going to come to you someday of why you went through it. It's like, I'll give you an example. The teachers we remember, 
in our in our <laughs> schools is those who came down hard on you. Right. Make sure you do your homework. Right. Make sure you understand. Right. You hated them at that time. You hated them. Now you look back and say, you see the benefits. Right. And right. you say, thank you. My daughter, my daughter Olivia went to the Citadel, and I remember many times, you know, I wrote her a letter every day that she was down there. Mm. And, um, you know, it was tough. I mean, it was yes. hard. It was a hard school. Mm -hmm. And I used to tell her, you know, it's just preparing. Like, who do you want to get? If you got on, a, if you got on an airplane or a ship, I use yes. the ship analogy with her many times in the letters and even in conversation. Who do you want at the helm? Do you want the dude who's never been through a hurricane, you know, or do you want the dude who's been through 400 hurricanes? Exactly. I want, I don't want to hear my pilot get on and go, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're about to hit some uh, really nasty weather and hell, I've never seen this before. I, you know, like, holy shit, get me off the plane. I want a parachute. You don't want to be on with that guy. You don't want to be on with that guy. You, you don't want that person leading you yeah you know uh you want the battle hardened guy or woman or human being rather uh well man or woman because there's only two kinds of human beings yeah but that's who you want is the one who has gotten through the things and uh going into and i know man again we could talk forever and we already have been i'm gonna go over though i'm gonna we're gonna if you can stay I'm going to yeah. go over and make this a part two and a part three because I want to get into, so um, you're wandering around, uh, I'll bring everybody up to speed. The family member that you came to see asked you what you were going to do and you said you wanted to study the Bible. He thought you were whacked out of your mind and basically said, get the hell out of my house. Mm -hmm. And then you're wandering the streets up in Clifton. No, in... Uh, in um, uh, Winton Terrace. Winton Terrace. Winton, no, Winton Road. Yeah, on Winton Road. I don't Road. know what they call that area. With no money in your pocket, wondering no. what the hell you're going to do, and all of a sudden, God uh, places you in front of a Baptist church. Yes. And uh, also a Bible uh, college, and uh, take it from there. Well, yeah, I got there, and uh, I introduced myself, and everybody was excited about me being there. And I'm going, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my accent is very heavy and uh, and you say okay God I'm here now what so I talked to to the people and they really were very uh, welcoming and they asked me what my problems I explained to, to, to them and uh, they said okay we'll take care of this first of all you, you're going to start coming to this Bible college here, and then you go, you will pay you f to clean the church and the. And that school. was that's a cool part because yeah. you had nothing. nothing. You had no job. Nothing. You had no direction of what yeah. you were. You knew what you were called to do. Yeah. But here you walk into this Baptist church, yeah. college, whatever, and they not only. Or a college, which you didn't know. You thought it was a church. Yeah. But they had a job opening. Yeah. Right at the moment you walked Not in? At the moment I walk in. Right. So I start for <laughs> Plus they called in the immigration and they explained the situation. And the immigration said, okay, we'll give him work permit. 
and um, uh, and uh, I didn't know we are on because uh, Uganda was declared I don't know what you know dangerous state right so we could stay here for a year yeah uh, refugee status and they said okay now so I start working the next day right and. Uh, my uncle had a bicycle, and he said, okay, you can start riding that bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Me coming from Africa, I don't, I don't care. Right. Bicycle is a blessing. Yeah. So here comes uh, winter. I'm still riding that bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy at the church says, Paul, you don't ride bicycles in snow. <laughs> So that day, I think the next day, I remember it was lunch time. He he drove his he had a Rambler 1962, nice with with this uh, typewriter transmission, you know. Right. Yeah. So he said, "Okay, Paul, you can drive that instead of riding." If you had that car today, <laughs> you'd have about an eighty thousand dollar car. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't keep it. <laughs> that car was so beautiful. <laughs> I drove that car, and it. When you have, a, a, you know, it's a gift, and you really, my, my uncle, because I used to park it outside the apartment, and I'll look out there once in a while, you know, and he said, "Paul, <laughs> there, there are no thieves. We hear nobody's gonna." steal your car so don't stop looking <laughs> every five well hey when you live 29 years of your life and yes. you escape because they were going they wanted it and they were going to take it yeah and then it, you know how you it takes years it to takes get over that paranoia to, over to to have that peace that everything is okay right there's no one who's going to steal your car you go you can walk outside. You can breathe. You don't have to look at you on your shoulder. Somebody may grab you. So, um, yeah, that was a blessing. Yeah. And then I started. You know, that guy we used to go to church with and is my friend to this day. Yeah. And uh, But that's what God, I didn't ask for it. Right. Because I couldn't. I you mean, saw you needed it. Yeah, that's all I needed. Yeah. And then, I'm, then I, my uncle did me a favor. He said, well, you have a month to mm -hmm. find a place to stay. Right. So, yeah, he pushed me. So, you know, sometimes we need to be pushed to start well, doing something. You know, and one thing I want to say, and I think it fits with where you, what you just said, is, you know, prayer. So often, you know, going back to people who... Uh, uh, you know, just just give it a try. Don't get you know, give it a try. People people don't understand prayer. You can pray for anything yes. all day long, all yes. day long, all day long. The key is, are you listening for an answer? Yes. Then, secondly, when the answer does come, do you accept the answer or do you reject it because you don't believe the answer or it doesn't fit with what your program is? Yes. And then the key component to prayer to me is taking action. Yes. Right? Yep. 
And sometimes taking action might be that person pushing you, your yes. uncle pushing you, yes. forcing you to take action and keep your ears open because how you found your apartment is pretty cool. Yeah, so I go to <laughs> Winton Terrace. <laughs> the train, right? Winton yeah. Terrace was the, was, yeah. I think we used to call it the train or something. Yeah, Those apartments all looked, But yeah. to, mo- to me, I don't know any better. This, they, they have these apartments, two bedroom with a stove and refrigerator. And uh, in other countries, that's rich. Right. You, ha- you may have to pay $800 for that. Yeah. This one is, I guess I paid $68. $68. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, man, I'm, I got it made. <laughs> you know, I, I go to a north side. They, they have used beds and right. all these things I needed. And I bought them and I put them in the apartment. And I was happy. Right. Until when I, well, I'll go forward a little bit. Until I went to work. I was working on another job, and uh, they asked me, where do you live? And I said, oh, yeah, Winton Terrace. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, there was a guy, he took me aside. He said, hey, you don't tell people you live in Winton Terrace. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, what's wrong with it? Right. I'm happy. Well, only- again, what you said, you know, about, like, Americans and, you know, yeah. but you, you know, you are living in a palace. Yes. Where they're, you know, it's a comparison, right? Yes. I mean, you, you just came from hell. Yeah. You just came from naked in a cell. Yeah. You just came from places that that didn't happen. You saved three years for a 1960 Corolla or whatever Corolla. the hell it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was stolen from you. Yeah. And you were almost dead. Mm-hmm. And then you get here and move to Wetton Terrace and people are like, what? <laughs> it's the, perspective, man. Yeah. So, you know, and in, another thing which woke me up, there was a guy who used to ride a motorcycle very loud. He, all I time, hate those loud motorcycle yeah, guys. He, he used to ride it at night in the morning and everything. Over, all of a sudden it went quiet. I wait two days and I'm what happened to this guy? And I went to, and I asked the guy, I said, hey, what happened to the guy who rides a motorcycle? And the guy said, oh, yeah, he got shot yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he's doing with that motorcycle. <laughs> and I said, okay. <laughs> you know, I started, you know, I started thinking, okay. I better get the hell out of one direction. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's the... Because we Africans are very emotional about death. Right. You know, we we cry and we stay, we stay with the people for two, three days. Right. Comforting them and just... Uh, but Americans are matter-of-fact thing, you know. It's the, mm-hmm. Oh, so-and-so died. Oh, yeah, he died. Okay, mm-hmm. bye, let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be... <laughs> You have to get used to it. <laughs> we better find somebody to take on his workload. Because yeah, because yeah, I, I had a guy. I, 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 he worked at my house. He was cutting trees, my trees. You know, very nice guy, very practical, very 
Well, it didn't, it, it, today, if you want to cut a tree, you, you spend like 1500 2000 And you got to make sure it's not an endangered tree or they have a tree fog in it or something. Well, I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy comes and says, you know, Paul, I can cut these four trees for $800. And I said, Joseph, there's no way you can do it. He's watching me. He said, give me a try with one tree. And, I, and he cut it so well, and he had all these tricks he did. And so I said, okay, cut them. So he cut all the five trees, and uh, it, within such a short time, and he hired his friends. And so one day, towards the end, he said, uh, I'll, I'll come. This was a Friday. He said, I'll come on Saturday and finish up, clean up the whole area. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, can you pick me up around twelve, uh, 8 o'clock in the morning? So I said, okay. So I went to pick him up. And I knock at the door. The neighbor comes. He said, oi, hey, didn't you know? And I said, no, no what? Joseph died last night. <laughs> he apparently was taking drugs. So he had an overdose. Oh my God. But they didn't. There's no emotion there. Right. And I'm crying. And right. They're looking at me. They say, right. what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> My yard's a mess. <laughs> what the hell you mean he's dead? My yard's a mess. <laughs> you got any money? But, he, does he got any money left in his wallet so I can get a refund? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that's how I, in, in Africa, if somebody dies, you cry, you take them, you know. Right. It takes about three, four days. and yeah. you know, But here in America, I guess the, because uh, the people, people take uh, personal time off for uh, when, oh, their oh, yeah. the, when their pets oh, die. When their pets die here. <laughs> don't don't yeah. even take. My cat died. I got to take five days off work. Yeah. Or you know, they advertise on uh, <laughs> TV. Yeah. They show these so, babies. So uh, you go through the Bible uh, college. You uh, where so so you know. I uh, Paul Lule is a, a deacon. Down at uh, Heaven Bound Baptist, Baptist Church, Church, where yeah. our own Snoop Dogg pastor, Bobby Bob, uh, is the pastor uh, down on Taylor Road in Wesselman. And uh, you need to go down there. It's a, it, it, No matter what you are, no matter what kind of box you subscribe to, go down and check out Pastor Bob. Go down there and see Paul. And um, it's just a neat place, a, a neat, welcoming place. And you and I, you know, you know, and Bob knows I'm not yeah. a big subscriber to the boxes. Uh, but I've always, in the times that I've gone down there, felt very welcome. Um, I've never been felt uh, preached down to, yes. and I always do come away with something. So, folks, if uh, you ain't got, if you're in Cincinnati, you got nothing to do this Sunday, or you want a change of venue, go down and uh, uh, visit uh, Pastor Snoop, Bob, and Paul. But how did you end up? Uh, how did you end up with? I'm going to just. Uh, forward up how did you end up with uh bob where where was your first church well it's central baptist that i was there for a long time then uh, i went to uh, yeah uh bob's uh, that was before bob came and we had a church and we had a pastor who made some mistakes so central baptist was my, the original church. The original church. Okay, yeah, because I know the story of Central Baptist, but you can you can share what you want. Yeah, well, it was, and uh, Central Baptist was very good to me, and my kids went there. Mm -hmm. They have a school. 
and uh, they introduced, okay, for instance, after I worked for them, uh, one of the church members said, Paul, you're wasting your, well, I had two jobs, and one of the second job was uh, cleaning these trucks, which take money around. Right. Money trucks, I, I'll go and clean them. And so this guy in that church said, Paul, you're wasting time here, I can get you a job. So he introduced me to power valves was the, the made valves. Oh, power valves, yeah. I, I used to, down on uh, Spring Grove, right? Yeah. Yeah, Spring. I used to uh, supply them with uh, temps. Yeah. That's CM right. Staffing Services. We, oh. used to, we used to supply you guys with uh, with temps. Oh. Yeah. So, so I worked there for, um, I worked there for about three years. Mm-hmm. And then they cl- they closed mm-hmm. down. They moved down south, and so I was there for. Uh, I went back to to you know I was on unemployment for almost a year. I I, I never want to go back on that. Right. Because you get this money, you you don't have incentive to do anything because right. you already <laughs> you get right. money. So you were being Americanized. Yeah, exactly. You were being Americanized. <laughs> so it, it, it ran out, and um, I had to go look for, for a job. Mm-hmm. So um, I went to uh, Superfood. It was, uh, that also was God. Because mm-hmm. uh, I met this guy, and the guy was very mean. Everybody was scared to him. Scared of me. <laughs> and he said, I said, uh, I went to him. I just, a friend of Did you look at him and said, Dude, I came from Uganda. I ain't scared of shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's scared he of He looked you. at me and said, Are you going to be able to handle this job? I said, Yeah. He said, I better not find drugs in your blood. <laughs> I said, I have Jesus Christ as my blood. There you go, man. He's your And, drug. um, and uh, so, uh, so he said, okay, I'll give you a job. Not knowing to me that he hired me because he, he hired some detectives who were going to, they were investigating drugs in the, okay. at the job. So he had to hire somebody. That didn't have any. <laughs> didn't have any. You, were, you, were, you were the curve. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I started working with these two guys, and uh, they are so friendly. And you know, we started working, you know, because we started together, so we became friends. Right. After after probably a month and a half, they started slowing down. They were not doing as well as they. I said, "Well, you guys, I mean, we have to work." Right. And I said, "Oh, wait a minute." The next thing I hear, they they arrested nine people because of these two guys. They were okay. undercover guys. So they were closing. They were closing down. So they got lazy. <laughs> they, yeah. they knew they were getting the hell out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Superfoods up in Blue Ash, right? Yeah. Okay. Now they sold it. Well, my brother-in-law worked for uh, Kevin Bear's World. I don't know. He was a driver oh, for yeah. Superfoods. Yeah. They yeah. were paying very well. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't lose his job because of drugs. But <laughs> no, Kevin didn't do that. No, he didn't. But Kevin. Kevin was a good. Uh, good dude. He. He. Uh, worked at superfoods until they closed down yeah and uh yeah i, I think uh kroger's bought them up yeah 
So we, we, we worked, I, I left just before they closed down and went worked with my uh, brother. And that, that's, another, uh, that's another blessing from God. Right. And uh, so I worked with him until now. He just died last week. That's the, what, uh, yeah. And that's the one who died. Yeah. He, he, he was our youngest brother. Yeah. He was mama's boy mm -hmm. in, in Africa. Yeah. And mom used to do everything for him. And right, <laughs> right. And uh, you said that um, he wanted to be buried next to your mother, mom. but it was just real expensive to get yeah, him back to Africa. Yeah, ex expensive. So but, did you take him to the zoo? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right by the elephants. Yeah. No, you, Paul, our, your, 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 your love for your brother and everything and the understanding, and we, won't, we don't need to get into that, but um, you know, it's really amazing the way that you were able to, to connect. and. Yeah, because he comes here, Mama's boy. This is how spoiled he was. He comes, I, I'm go to, I go to pick him up at the airport when he first came here. Right. And I, I tell him, let's go pick up the luggage. And he said, what luggage? And I said, uh, I said he said, I got a, a toilet bag. <laughs> I'm coming to America. Why would I bring luggage from Africa? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just buy new shit. I'll just <laughs> buy a bunch of new crap. <laughs> Needless to say, he he blossomed and he worked for a Time Warner for okay. 11 years. Okay. And he went to them and he said, I want a contract to install cable. They said, are you crazy? You <laughs> he said, try me. Try me. And they tried him and he did well. And then, you know, they gave him a bigger contract and... It started doing So he gets here with no luggage. No luggage. Goes to Time Warner and no says, hey, guess what I want. Yeah. And that right there is a lesson, too. It, it's so funny. I, You know, this morning I woke up and I was thinking, um, and I can't, I can't remember the circumstance. I, I was basically in the garage drinking coffee and smoking a cigar. And I, I read something about failure. Yes. And, and I thought, you know, people, why are people so afraid to fail yes you know they're so afraid to try something else yes try something different yes right mm -hmm. because usually afraid to fail yes or they don't even ask the damn question yes don't even ask your brother just point blank asked yeah he's, what's the worst thing they could say no no the, the good thing was mom his mom wasn't here <laughs> so he was very adventurous he, did, he, he you know I had to pray for him. <laughs> and uh, so, so he became a big guy. I mean, he's installing uh, cable, underground cable for time, one all over northern Ohio. And uh, I start, started working for him just to make sure. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, though, you look at all those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I have more, but... But uh, you look at that, and I praise God. Right. I have two deaf, one deaf brother and one deaf sister. Okay. When they came, mom had them. They, they, there was nothing for for deaf people in Uganda. Right. So she she decided, okay, I have these kids. What do I do? 
So she started a day, a day of school. Wow. And she's the, she started, now they have like five day of schools. But that boy, he, he, he accepted Jesus Christ when he was very young. And he's one of these people who can pray all the time. Right. So he saved his money, found a place, University of Colorado, because they had that deaf program. Right. So he saved his money, goes to mom, and he says, I'm, I'm going to America. <laughs> Mommy said, are you crazy? <laughs> and he said, I have my money. Right. And somebody helped me to get a, a school right. and a visa. What I need is plane ticket. And mom somehow found the money. And the guy came and went to Florida with $2,000, Denver, Colorado. And uh, needless to say, $2,000 doesn't last. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. He went to a church there, and they helped him out, and he got graduated, got a job at um, a bank, had a friend who introduced him to Washington, D.C., Treasury Department, so he was an auditor right. in the, tre the, the Treasury Department. Can you, I mean, if you can draw this picture. You, somebody, have, to, you have to wrap your head around yeah, right? From, from a, from a countryside, Africa, Uganda. Right. And this guy just comes here. And <laughs> right. If that is, in, is not God, I don't know who he is. Right. right. You know. I, the whole, your whole story, everything, you know, is, especially being in a time where so many people are wandering around lost. Yes. And you know, just aim, aimlessly wondering what to do in their lives. Yes. And, you know, I think um, at least I can, and you and I, have sp we've said this before, and I've said, I, I say it many times. It's, I have to look at just me, how yes. I'm functioning. Yes. And knowing that if I ask God what he wants, then I have to listen I have my own methodology. Mm -hmm. You know, I work in three. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I hear the same answer three times, yes. if I feel it three times, even, you know, first time it sounds quirky. Yes. You know, like uh, give the, the, you know, the instance of the music, you know, just get them here. I'll take care of the rest. Okay. What the hell does that mean, boss? You know, just get them here. I'll take care of the rest. And then hear it again, and then you hear it again, yeah. and then all of a sudden you take action, yes. and you start doing it, and then you find out, yeah, it is working out. It's not yes. easy all the time, but all of a sudden things happen. The two thousand dollars to get here comes. The plane ticket comes. The you know the stuff comes. Yes, and it's just knowing, and I I just wish that uh, young people and people that really have no faith would just like your song says just give it a try and see but really it's not just giving it a try it's 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 talking to people like you yes that's why i love you so much in in discussion you make me realize again you affirm what i believe and it's fulfilling to know because okay you touch people 
Well, I, I, I haven't done it in six months, but well, okay. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> watch it. We're 500 feet near school. <laughs> so you touch, and that's the most beautiful thing is to, to affect people's lives knowing you're doing it for God. It's not me who has to pretend to be an actor in their, you know, and you see the, the, trans, uh, the change mm-hmm. in their eyes. Right. And uh, also, look, look, as you said before, look at your life. Look at where God has brought you from. Right. Situations where you could have died. Yeah. Where you could have lost everything. Right. Where you could have lost you, whatever you have. Right. And yet you did not. Mm-hmm. Well, you went through, buddy. I'm telling you. I mean, no argument from me. My buddy Bob Barnett just texted us a little bit ago here uh, when we were talking about failures. You learn more from your failures than your successes, yes. and more people are ruined by success than failure. There's no more truth than that, uh, Bob. I, you're you're accurate. I mean, I know that. I've lived it. You know, I want to make mistakes. I yes. want to be wrong. I want to do these things because then I've learned three ways not to do something or does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like in business, I, yeah. you know, we have a, we have a, um, uh, my daughter and I have a saying when we're doing stuff with our software, yes. you know, break it. I want you to break it, yes. break it. Show me that that's not done yet. Show me, you know, when you make a mistake, figure it out. Like uh, Danny Collins was saying, you got to figure out the source yes. and then you can move forward. Yes. You know, but so often people get that hit that wall or and and you know I look at it if I'm hitting a wall does that mean I need to back up and try something different because if I keep doing the same thing and keep hitting the same damn wall I'm probably need to do something different yes <laughs> I'm not paying attention you know and God has a way of doing that he will cuz he will let you he will let you make he mistakes. You. He, that's his greatest gift to us, is free will. Give me somebody who's successful who hasn't failed. There, it, there's no such thing. There's no such. There's thing. no such thing. All you have to. That's why I love the. You know, if you've ever watched the uh, the uh, the show, um, um, the men who make who made America. No, right. Okay. I mean, it's the Carnegie's, it's the Vanderbilt's, it's the, all these guys, you know, I mean, Carnegie for crying out loud, that dude was flat ass broke all the time. I mean, just all the time and would just go, I'm all chips in. You got Fred DeLuca who started uh, Subway Sandwiches. If you read the book, uh, start small or think small, finish big, start small, finish big. Um, Fred DeLuca, Subway Sandwiches co-founder, you know, here, here in this book, you find out they're getting ready to go BK. They're getting, they're going bankrupt. Yeah. And they're sitting in a kitchen saying, what should we do? And what did they do? They opened up another store yes. to make people think shit was going good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was reading about Goodyear. I think Goodyear. Yeah. I mean, the guy was broke. All, people didn't all the un- time. Uh, people didn't understand what he right. was. And when you say broke, they were broke. 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 You know. Broke. But they had conviction and believed in what they were doing, doing and could convince other people to jump on board. You know, I mean, no, it's right. Brother, brothers, right. You know, they, <laughs> at that time flying, right. are you kidding? Right. 
But look at what they did. Right. So failure. Well, everybody loves to sit there and envy those who were successful. Yes. But very few have the courage and or the fortitude to do it for themselves. They didn't, they don't, they just see the Mercedes Benz. They don't see the 1962 Corolla. Yeah. They didn't see that part. No. That's why I love, you know, like having this conversation with you. Uh, That's why I hate people who say, let's tax the rich. They don't know where these people have been. I mean, they stack it out. Their wives, you know, (laughs) their kids. Right. Now they are just reaping the, the fruits of their labor. Right, right. And you just say, if they were not there, this country would be nowhere. Well, I, you know, I don't think I've ever done business with any poor men. No. Right? I, I, I didn't build my, my company on doing business with poor men. Yes. I, I worked for successful men. Yes. And because they were successful, then I could do business with them and I could afford to pay people to do work for me for yes. them. You see what I'm saying? And then those people who were working could, and that, you know, I mean, I, we could go off on a tangent on that, but people, <laughs> you know, when people get that angry at, you know, wealthy people or people that have things, you don't know what it took. You don't know the sacrifices. And you don't made. know what they're going you through. You don't know what the, and you don't know what they're going through. I know, I know people with billions of dollars yeah, that are, are miserable. To- yeah. Uh, plus they may be, they have debts also billions of dollars. Right. You know. Right. Uh, so it's not that simple that, okay, uh, I made so much money, now I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. No, you have to invest, you make mm-hmm. mistakes, you lose billions. Well, of- and if you're basing your life on that, you know, I had a conversation the other day, you know, if you base your life, if you go through your whole entire life of, of trying to build wealth, build wealth, build wealth, and you don't have God or anything else in your life, you're just going to build wealth and be an empty man yes, or an empty person. Yes. Uh, if, if you also, you know, that's, if you're not giving back somehow, some way, then you're not getting really anything. No. And at the end of the day, how many people do you know that work their life, their life to do that? And then all of a sudden, right before they get ready to retire, they die. Or right after they retire. And the kids they die. And the kids take the money up. and they start sticking it up their nose and, and the, you know, buying big cars and shit like that and wasting it. If you do, you do it right in Christ, because everybody has a gift. Right. And you have to understand it's coming from God. And people in the Bible, Abraham was a rich man. Most of them were rich people. Right. But they, they had it the, the right way. It was they understood God. Right. Abraham, God told him, go where I'll show you. He didn't even tell him where he was going. Right. And he was a rich man already. Can you imagine you go talk to you, tell your wife, okay, we are going. Where? I don't know. I don't know. Or like Pastor Bob, study and prepare. Prepare. Give your car away. Yeah. God. Do you, I mean, the things you that... You have to be willing. You better have some faith when God starts yeah. telling you to walk away from shit. Yes. And he did, and God blessed him. Right. And God is going to bless you. Not the way the world wants you to be. Right. But you're going to be fulfilled, and you're going to uh, bless other people. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you know, when people, um, you know, I've talked to many people that, you know, they think uh, that the blessing is going to come in the form, 
you know, we get really confused when the blessing doesn't come in the form of Money. worldly shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, but if you sit back, like I, I truly consider myself one of the most blessed people so am I. walking this planet. Yeah. I, 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 I do. And it took a long time over the past, you know, especially 36 months for me to realize just how blessed I am. I, I, and it's not got anything to do with money. Trust me. No. <laughs> I, I As a matter it, of fact, a quick commercial go buy something it, on the website. It, people who come to you and say thank you very much and you say, what are you talking about? Right. It's not about money. No. It's not about, it's either you behaved a certain way and they looked at you and watched you and it gave them strength to do something. Right. Or you said hello, you, right. you know, you, you greeted them in a, a, a special, God gives you these things. Right. And they touch people. Right. And, and somehow you are fulfilled. Right. And you are blessed. It has nothing to do with material yeah. things. So whatever is just, a blessing, God knows how he does it right. through you. Well, you sit, you know, you can sit and look at things and go, you know, some people say, oh, well, that was a coincidence. That wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. There's, <laughs> no, it wasn't. That person came and people can come and go like yourself and Pastor Bob yeah. and Danny Collins and so many people that I know that have came into my life and I don't know what the purpose is. I don't know what the reason is. I just know at the moment something's taking place. It's like me and you right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen Happy. by somebody listening yeah. or hearing. Somebody that may have been in trouble. Somebody might be going through a tough time right now. You don't know well, if all of a sudden they start realizing themselves yes. that everything is... There is ever you cannot believe in God. You can't say God has a plan and believe it. And then when something bad happens, go, where's God? Yes. You, you can't. You can't. You, you have to dig deep and just say it doesn't make it any easier. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it go away. But it certainly is comforting to know, OK, today sucks, but there's got to be a reason and whether it's a week or two weeks, or two years or 20 years or 40 years, you know, it's like my father dying when, when I was younger. Yes. He told me there was a, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And I did, but it took years to figure out. And it's especially when it comes to kids, it's very, cause you don't know what your kids are going to be. It's what you left them. Uh, especially if you're a dad, this is a very complicated being a dad. Yeah. Because your kids watch you. And they copy what they see. You know. And uh, I, when my son, I think he was 25, he came to me and said, Dad, I'm glad you stood up to me. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> he said, I, I see all my friends. They are nowhere. But you are different. You, you, you stood up to me. You told me this is where you're going to go. 
in a beautiful way. You didn't give me a command like I want you, my son, to be this way. Right. But it was God. Because I showed him God. And I said, Jonathan, do you know what you took me through? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, well, you a dad. You're supposed to go through all those right. things. Right. And it's true. Because yeah. we, we, don't, we don't treasure our fatherhood, being mm-hmm. a father. And it's not just having a kid and you leave it there. Right. You have to set examples. You have to show them to God. They have to see you going on your knees when things are not going right. Right. And they, und- they may rebel, but they understand. They always right. remember. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the wisest words in the world are someday you'll see, right? I mean, mm. someday you'll understand. Someday you understand. you'll get it. You know, I mean, it's... Uh, uh, I know with my own kids, is, especially as they're having kids, you yeah. know, it's oh, like oh, oh, all oh. of a sudden I get the text, like, you know, kids driving me nuts or this or this or this. I'm like, told you. I mean, I told your ass. You I, know? I mean, if, if you could bottle it, you know, we know that. I mean, that's why you have to live through people are people just will not take your word for anything. No. They got to experience, experience it. They have to, you know, it's like the people that, uh, and I'll just shortly reference, but, you know, which was has been such a thorn in my ass uh, over this whole scamdemic thing. People that didn't lose a dime, didn't lose their job, didn't lose anything would look at me like I was batshit crazy. Yeah. And then, you know, I never really wished it on them, although yeah. sometimes I might have seemed that way. But then now over time, over the past three, I've watched them. There are some that have lost and lost. And now all of a sudden they come and go, now I get it. Yep. You know, because they didn't understand. You have to go through all kinds of shit. Your yep. kids have to go. And, you know, like you said, I, they have to see you fail. They have to see you get back up. Uh, yep. If, if they see that. It's much better than if you, in reverse, if you're a person that doesn't get back up, then you've damned them, you know, uh, to a certain degree. But it's like with faith, I, it's, I it's think. Faith when, people look it, and when, when, when people look and go, how in the hell have you maintained? And I'm like, because I know God, I know what he said. Get him here. I'll take care of the rest. And it's very, because I have a situation where my daughter wouldn't be vaccinated for anything. Mm -hmm. She works in Washington, D.C. And my wife is a nurse. Mm -hmm. She wants to be vaccinated every, because they have to be vaccinated. So (laughs) my daughter goes, Dad, where's your faith? I'm not going to get (laughs) And my wife goes, Make that daughter get vaccinated. (laughs) And she said no. Well, good. You know, I mean, everybody's got their own opinion, Paul. Exactly. You know, I wouldn't, I'm not letting them stick damn thing in my body. You know what happened? I just said, okay, Julie, that's, you know. And uh, recently, her office, all of them Mm -hmm. got the disease. They got the, the, uh, what do you call it? The scam? Uh, the, The disease. Yeah, the scam, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> you're not getting. I'm not jumping and on board on that. She was the only one, one right. who didn't get. It. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my 
it said ah, probably she was right. Holy shit! <laughs> well, you're right. You know, and I'm not gonna make. I don't want to get on that, but yeah. you know, I, I, you know what? I, I it is, it is such a. Uh, that's a double edged sword, man. I now the now the now the data is coming out and things like that, and that's fine. And I don't care anymore. I don't care yeah. if somebody got the you know monkey pox or whatever the yeah. hell they got. It doesn't matter to me. Um, so, everybody has. I stood up for myself. And um, I think my children stood up for them. You know, everybody has to do what they want, they want they and do. or believe in, just like faith. Yeah. You know. So, with the, the, now I will point out the uh, ironic horseshit of it all. It's okay that my body, my choice, but all of a sudden it became no. It's not your body, and yeah. it's not your choice. Well, it is my body, and it is my choice. Yeah. I mean, you're not sticking shit in my body. You know, I am smoking twelve cigars a day and drinking. <laughs> you go get your shot. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, she, she, you know. So, but that's I told her. I always showed her faith, and mm-hmm. here she is. She's more faithful. She than called me. bullshit, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it, it, it was a good experience because yeah. she was adamant. She was well, on top. The of the lesson is she held to her conviction, exactly. Which kind of takes us back uh, on the way out of this. Which takes us back to like what's going on in the country and what's going on in the world with removing God and demonizing those who oh, believe. Yeah. You know, you have to stick to your guns. Yeah, we, we, you know, that's how we are. That's how, like you said, uh, people that think it can't happen in America. Well, you better rethink it. Yeah, and you better start standing up for your ass. So you exactly. You better start standing you, up you for what you believe. You see, this government is letting people yeah. come in. Now it's now what right. five million? I don't know. I, oh, it's well, well more than that. I'm sure. You know, just bringing people in. Why? Right. Right. You think they're gonna love America? No. 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 So get up and say this. This is well. It. We have to get up on everything. We have on to get up everything. on local elections. The school boards, the sheriffs, the prosecutors, everything. We have to we have to stand up and we have to actually vocalize. Yes. The problem is is they've made people so fearful of losing their jobs or being demeaned. You can say whatever the hell you want about me. I, I and that's why again, God set me up. Yes. He I'm not in a position where somebody can fire my ass. I mean, I, yeah, I can lose a customer, I can lose a listener, I can lose a friend, yes. but I ain't losing myself. Mm-hmm. So I will stand up and go, no, I'm not. I'm not ordering shit off of Amazon. I'm not going to be on Facebook. Those people are evil. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not sticking my mask on. I'm not. I won't spend money with your ass. Well, where? What are you going to do? You stand up or you don't stand up. Yes. It's that simple, man. Paul Lule, I'm going to tell you right now, man, we are uh, 95 in. Um, man, we got to just continue. I, I think we're going to have to have you just at least once a month or something, man. I I mean, will you do that? Because we, 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 you know. So I've been speaking with Paul Lule, uh, who escaped to Uganda with his life, literally, and just has been so blessed by God and listening. You are a great listener of God, of your mm. boss, aren't you? Well, I don't know. <laughs> You know how we you do a good job. You we, we you listen, do a good job. You do the best. You do the best yeah, you, you can. Best you can. You do the best you sometimes can. Sometimes you listen. Sometimes, sometimes we listen. Sometimes, sometimes. he right. has to 
thump us right on the damn head. That's yeah. what he has to do. I always call it. I and and I know people will cringe, but I always say Jesus just bitch slapped me. I mean, right. it was like yeah. he just got me good. Sometimes you, know? you just refuse. God say, yeah, Paul, wake up. Right. And he said, oh no, I'm still enjoying this little. Thing. I always say God's up there going, hey, watch this idiot. Hold my beer. Watch this. You know. It's, it's it's and it is the truth. I mean, yeah. usually when you know, you know you're going against it. You know you shouldn't do that. You know you shouldn't take that path. And sure as crap, it don't go your way. Yeah. It just doesn't go your way. And then he hears the love of God. Then he laughs. Yeah. And then he picks you up. The moment. And he you, says, "You know what? It's all right, dude." The moment you <laughs> repent, he said, "Yeah." Yeah. Um, he he goes, "You know what? I, I as, as much as you made me laugh doing that shit, um, I'll pick you up and let's dust it off and let's try and start again here." You, you can imagine your child when they come and say, "I'm sorry, Dad," right? Or "I'm sorry, Mom." Right. Whatever you just melt, right? You know. Yeah. And say, oh, yeah, they get it. So that's how <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I tell you what, what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to take us out of here with uh, one of your songs. OK. And uh, I think I'm going to take us out of here with Grace. Yes. What do you want to tell me about that song before we. Uh, well, split? Grace is one of those things God convicted me about. Listen, Grace. Right. He, we've been talking about it. Right. He loves you anyway. Right. Wherever you're coming from, whatever you've done, and he will continue loving you right. until the day you die. Yeah. You just have to turn to him and say, God. Right. Because grace means unmerited gift. Yeah. And uh, how, how, what else do you want? Right. You just say, God, I've sinned, I've done this, I've done that, please. And he said, remember this thief thief on the cross? He said, God, remember me. When you get to heaven and God said, you're going to be with me tonight. Right. Right. He didn't say, look what you did. You died, killed, so and so on. He just said, I love you, my child. Right. The way you are. Well, I've been uh, talking to Paul Lule. I want to thank everybody that uh, has tuned in. This will re-air today at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then again at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am going to go ahead and chop it up uh, into two parts uh, when I put it up on the app. And uh, that way uh, it allows people to to come and listen to uh looks like uh so we're at 99 minutes so 100 minutes will be 50 minutes a piece and uh they can get it in the app also uh uh make sure that uh you are uh uh going to the youtube uh channel we're starting to pay attention to that uh and the spotify i want to thank everybody for all their support and uh, uh things of that nature got some really cool guests coming up and I'm going to make, uh, it's going to be Paul Lule Mondays or something. We're going to come up with something on a once a month or yeah. twice. I mean, we could go once a day, uh, but uh, we, I want you to come back. And actually, I think what I'm going to do is invite you and Pastor Bob in the next time. Right. So I have both of you guys and let's get into that uh, mm-hmm. thing. So Paul Lule, thank you so much. I'm going to take us out thank with uh, Paul's uh, song, Grace. Yeah. Uh, which you can also hear as music on our radio station. It is and, in the uh, queue. My, my uh, um, 
paululemusic.com. Go yep. there, spend 99 cents a track, yep. and uh, help, uh, help a brother out. Yep. And uh, we'll go from there. So here's Grace, and then I'll turn it over to the autopilot. Your grace is free. I wish I knew. Cause I was looking for that kind of godly love You told me so along the way That I could ask for grace any time I wish The unmerited gift you offer us It is up to you and me to take it up It carries us through this life Grace gives you a lifeline to love and peace In darkness hell you may go through Grace will break through to your heart and light it up the amazing grace will give you hope and gives you life you never dreamed of before. Your love will grow, your joy too. You will have a deeper meaning of your life. The amazing grace. I love you so Since you indwell in my heart all the time
What you've been listening to is my interview on 3-3 with Deacon Paul Lule from Heavenbound Baptist Church in Cincinnati, Ohio, right there on Wesselman and Taylor Road. If you'd like to meet Paul Lule and you're in the area, just go on down and check him out. He's down there with Snoop Bob, Pastor Snoop Bob. I want to thank you for all of your support. Please make sure you check us out on Spotify for the music, YouTube for these shows.